I know, but I want it to be clean. I don't want this episode to fucking. Uh. Yo, hey, Jules. Yo. Jules, we recorded. Deja vu. Why do I feel like we've done this before? Jules is dying right now. All right, so let's keep it real. We just had technical difficulties, and so we just did, we just did the intro, and we were in like three minutes, but something fucked up with our camera. So I said, yo, start big over. Big intro, snuck, yo. And uh, and and snuck was like, That's yo, this, this I'm is when you go, yo, shit. shit, we're in a wrestling ring. Oh yeah, yo, why are we in a wrestling ring, snuck? Snuck, you must be behind this, right? You, you must do- be behind this, snuck. Why are we in a wrestling ring? You know, it's you know it's because of me. It's because of today's guest, man. And uh, he's documented everything from his own journey to wrestling, to hip-hop, to movies, actors, and everything in between. All around true definition of an entrepreneur. He's also my main competition when it comes to taking pictures with celebrities. Absolute uh, fact. I feel like him he and I go... You on yeah, way. I feel like we go back and forth. Like, I'll nah, see him have, with someone, and then I'm like, fuck, I gotta, I gotta get my game up. Ice Cube. Yeah, Ice Cube one. I should rock. Oh, oh, yeah, the oh, Ice shit. Cube one. All right, so would you say that's, that's your like favorite? that's, like, my top three. I mean, easy. Like, when people I want to meet, I'm just like, I would love to just share the space with Ice Cube. And- Yo, so, we got Dante Luna. Dante Luna, make some noise. That's what's up. Uh, your My favorite picture of yours... Uh, would probably be um, Sid Haig. Sid, yeah, Sid was pretty cool. Sid was because he was scary. He's still scary to me. Um, R.I.P. So it's just, I didn't know how. I, you know, man, rest in peace, Sid, for yeah. sure. But yeah, talk a little bit about that. Not because I was, I was just scared of approaching him. You know, because it's yeah. like it's easier when. Um, no, I think it's harder when you really, really like or crazy or a fan That's about true. that person's work. That's true. Um, yeah, you know, because sometimes you have to ask yourself if you want to, you know, if you, if you don't, if you want to cross that line. Sometimes you, know? you don't. People say yeah. that. Sometimes you don't want to meet the people that you are really fans of because yeah. sometimes they're dicks. Yeah, yeah. no, nah, I mean, and that could ruin your whole fandom. That's how I felt uh, when I met Crazy Bone. Cause, really? Because it wasn't such a small. It wasn't like this big thing. It was just me and Easy. And we were like gonna be in a hotel room with just Crazy Bone and, and a shorty, and I was like to the point where I didn't even want to tell my rap. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm always yeah, so yeah, shook yeah. coming off like that dude, and uh, and just I just want to be a regular, you know, real one. Like I want him to remember me and not be that dude that's like, yo, it's my fucking mixtape or some bullshit like that, you know? But so so Dante, I I I started noticing Dante from doing uh, music videos for artists out here, and then you know Dante, you've kind of snowballed, and now you've put out documentary. And you're you're at all these conventions and and interviewing all these celebrities. Um, so we were just saying that Sid Haig is like you know one of the, the favorites for anyone that don't know Sid Haig. Snuck, I don't know if you know, but he yeah, plays that's the, the crazy Spalding. looking dude in uh, yeah, all the Rob a, Zombie joints. Yes, right? yeah. Yeah. yes. Yeah, he has yeah, a lot of up. work. He has a, a lot of work. Like he has worked for generations, like yeah. decades. But I know him as Captain Spaulding. Exactly. I, I like, would say the majority of people know him as that's Captain like because you guys are like horror heads. Like that's yeah. the shit. Like like Dante's a like a unique guest because he shares. This is love of like of horror, and he, he shares my love of wrestling. That's the both, and then an baby. overall love of hip hop and music and shit in general. So, real quick, can I? You like can you one, just? Dante? Yo, I just Snuck have to say too there. that your your intro was fire. I don't know <laughs> which, if you wrote one? that. Like he's documented his own journey no, and on, other people. I'm like, God damn, bro! Take Snuck, I'm real with this podcast. Uh, Boston Music Award nominee. Uh, that's stuck right. On stuff. That's right. That's coming up soon, by yeah, the way. Next week. Uh, can you tell me just a little bit about the Sid Haig interview and like what that was like? And and because I was like, damn, bro, like that's awesome. Um, Sid, I interviewed him a few times, a few different times. I think. I say three times, um, but that first time, 
I believe was at Rhode Island Comic Con, and that's a relationship I've had for a while. But it wasn't Rhode Island Comic Con, it was Terracon, but the same people that own Rhode Island Comic Con. Um, so I, I was given the opportunity just to create in those spaces. Um, you know, I guess they know me for creating, uh, you know, just exclusives and that they don't know how I get. Um, you know, they just let me do my thing, which is great. It gives yeah, me a lot of freedom. Yeah, that's dope. It's hard. You know, it's, it was hard, but it, it, it's how I, it was my introduction to, to them. Um, you know, so the Sid Hagen, but in me, meeting Sid, I had to like, uh, you know, I had, I had to compose myself and just introduce myself. And, um, you know, I guess when you, you, people are regular, no matter yeah, what. Yeah, people are you know, people. And I have to remind myself that, you know, some people have a really dope catalog that the world got to experience yeah. and then um you know even if people are still getting to know captain spaulding i'll have love and respect for have a lot of reverence for captain spaulding so meeting for him i had to uh, approach him with respect with love with honor um and then that's um, dope like you're you're a fan i feel like that's like, it comes yeah. off like like real like personable too and he doesn't come off like kind of like i don't know what like if you, ever, if you watch dante's uh any of dante's documentaries like the try how to one or whatever like though like when you just walk up to people they're like they all seem like mad cool and inviting but I think that's how you come off yeah, too though. that's definitely that's a huge part of it that's definitely a huge part of yeah. like how you come off I, I try and see the per, the person in, in the performance I mean a lot of people if we fall in love with these performances you know we gotta re- remind ourselves these are performances that we fall in love with right. you that's know, so lot, true yeah not like, like like Karen Parsons like she's totally opposite of Hillary Banks like who she is in real life right, she's right. really smart she's intellectual you know um, you know Hillary Banks yo, that, also, that's a really good relationship so I'm Word. Her, yeah. Who's so, Hillary Banks? I'm sorry. Whoa, Stiz. Absolute <laughs> flag on the field, yo. Oh, look who's calling. Our, our our last uh, the the kid that was on our last uh, episode Hickey who was stunting out here making me look stupid uh, real quick I was, so last week uh, Dante we were somehow we got onto um, paying for pussy and I was like I was like somehow. I was like yo listen I'm not above paying for pussy I'm gonna keep it real like if we're all out and we all threw down on strippers and the girl was like oh hundred bucks for a blowjob and whatever right so the kid that we ha- had on he's also like this uh, is crazy man <laughs> this is wild so he's also this like is mad uh, at Hickey for front because Hickey on the show was like, nah, I would never, I would do, never that. do that. Da, 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 da. Right? So so he's making me look foolish on the show. So then later on, we were at lunch, and I looked at him, and I, and I was like, man, you are a lying-ass motherfucker, bro, talking about you front. And then he just laughed. He's like, ah, ha, 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 ha. And that actually, you know what? That actually, I wanted to, I want to ask you about that. Like, what, like, you know, people on, on camera, do you find that you get the real person, or do you find that, you know, people kind of, Stay in like character or something, you know. Like it, it all depends on the space and the context. Like um, some people who are like flown into town to do meet and greet appearances, mm-hmm. they they put their cap on the moment they get to the airport. Yeah, that they makes know sense. They're yeah. gonna start signing, yeah. you know. So it's just like, you know, you, it all depends. So that's why my questions are are life questions. I like to start with life questions. I always talk about my uncle who passed away. Then that that makes them drop their guard entirely yeah. mm-hmm. and stop thinking about whatever they know about them to really listen and to see if they if they are listening, you know, because um, my uncle was an artist that really didn't believe in himself, you know. Um, he, he was one of the most talented people I've ever met in my life, but you know, he died for me, talented and, and insecure. Mm. His name is David, and I, I just, it drawings on my hand. 
So that's like the premise for most of my philosophical questions. I really try and get the core of the person. But there are people that you can't break them. Yeah. They are rehearsed like to the fucking core where it's just like you ask them anything and it's just like that's right. not even the question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, more um, like actors or we, like wrestlers or same character or like more like That's what? a reflection of a lot of things for me. For me, it's just that person's probably not happy with what they're doing mm-hmm. um, or they're just so worked to the point where it's like I don't know what their schedule looked like. I don't know yeah. where they're at when I'm in the you know context of that question. Mm-hmm. So it's just like you got to think about the space as well. Um, I, I think I, about that as well. I had like an internal like fight with myself about that very thing. Like uh, when when Stiz wanted to start up a podcast a couple years ago, like uh, the 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 superstar. How snuck, real you wanted to get the superstar snuck because the way I write is is very like I'm cooler than you. I'm braggadocious. Be- I'm, I'm braggadocious. Yeah. I'm better than you at rapping. I'm I'm this and I'm that. And, and I'm, it helps that you are. But it helps that all those things are very true. By the way, but <laughs> that's a snuck moment, right? But like the Steven shit is like I was like, how much Steven do I give? I'm like, all right, I think because of some of the bars I say, they might know I'm a wrestling dog. That's one little thing. Oh, I that he's obsessed with reality television. Yeah, yeah bad. Yeah, t- but you but can over package time, your I just, charisma real easy. Like you can package your charisma real easy so it's just like how I I've, I've always known you as someone with a really nasty pen but also a re- an amazing performer um, Word, so it's I'll just like it. not so being you packaging your personality this way and packaging at least your performance this way to me it's just like it's not out the ordinary and it's exciting for me to experience because um, you know you can definitely package your charisma in this type of format which I haven't fully experienced you know so it's Got just you. like it's exciting for me I have such no, reverence for y'all music because music Music, I have such respect for my grandfather's a pastor so I grew up in church so I grew up front row seat watching musicians um, my whole life like people uh, I used to help out with drums even though I can't understand drums for the yeah. life of me um, like I don't understand how people make their feet and their hands move at the yeah, same time I'm learning that, piano right now and it's, and it's you know crazy I mean? so it's like I grew up the coordination it, I of love it, right? it so like when I see a drum set I respect it yeah. because I don't understand yeah. it even though I can put it together I can assemble it but this is like I respect a guitar player who can play so it's just like yeah. I love music I love what y'all do. Even this microphone here is just like you guys. This, setup. This is um like even I've been in the booth with you once, like filming in that, and I respect the booth so much that it scares me when I'm filming in the booth because I don't want to fuck up that take. I don't want to fuck up something like I don't know what it took for you to get to that to that performance where you deliver that that verse that might live on for forever. Right. And I, and there's gonna be a click in it because I had to switch on I my camera. Like I, that to me, like even little technical stuff like that. But I respect the space so. Much. Much, that's so. that's something that separates you from like so many other people Definitely, out here. Just yeah. the respect that you have, um, and and just kind of what we were talking about earlier about you know trying to get the people's real selves. We have an episode. Uh, I, I don't know how many episodes back, but it's called Three. "Fuck Billy Zane," oh. and, and and the reason it's called "Fuck <laughs> Billy Zane" is because I. Uh, I was at Horicon, uh, Horicon, I believe, this year uh-huh. in Framingham, and Billy Zane was there, who I was like, at first, I'm like, why the fuck is Billy Zane? All I could think about was like Titanic. I'm like, why is he at a horror convention? But I remember Demon Knight. Well, you remember well, Demon Knight? Phantom, the Phantom. Phantom, the, that's so, right. So he was one of the Demon first Knight. people to put on a suit It's a like Tales that from too. the Crypt movie. He's right. what? No, I mean, uh, he's one of the first people to do that too. Like, the Phantom has his own, like, has his own. I mean, it was a terrible movie. Yeah. Um, but it has his own. He's his own category for that performance that has him like relevant in crazy pop culture events yeah. for for life. But absolute pretentious right. dick, bro. <laughs> now, have you ever but sat with me, him? Yeah, I definitely. I've sat with Billy Zane before. I okay. Love, All right, so I gotta. So get yeah, this, I want to know, like, what did you think of Billy Zane? Because um, this went in on him on stuck on stuff before. Yeah, so. I mean. He was just, he seemed very full of himself to me. 
he he changed my whole setup on my camera instantly. I, here's what I had my initial impression. Like he, I had my camera set up. I had everything I wanted to do, and he completely changed my cameras, changed, changed my lights, changed my mic, and he was just like, "Now we're ready." And I looked yep, at it, that's and, Billy it was, Zane. and it was beautiful. I'm just like, "Fuck it, let's go." Was right. it? Now, come on, be I, honest. Did I, he make I, it I, better? I, he did make it. He enhanced that for a second, so that made get put more pressure on me for the have the conversation because I couldn't just give him bullshit questions. Yeah. And I got a lot of shit for this interview because that interview was supposed to be just three or four questions, but we had a, a conversation backstage. He likes to when talk. When they were trying to transition. <laughs> yeah. Um, Billy Zane likes to hear Billy Zane. But it's hard for me to judge him as a person because that's like, uh, because that was a, a moment where he's working and I'm running up on him asking for 15 minutes of his life. Yeah. Now sure. we're quick to judge on stuck on stuff. We'll oh, give yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So, you know, exactly. So, you know, I mean, for me, I understand it completely. And I, and I, and I hear all that. And I hear that from everybody about anybody. So it's just like, um, you know, everybody gets it. Whether, whether it's the, 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 the character, character track, I can't even say character, the artist that does like the, the five, drawings. those drawings. Like, yeah. yo, you made this dude do five different drawings and you're still not paying him because you're not happy. I'm like, yo, that artist will never mm. get paid for those attempts. I'm like, that's fuckery to me. Mm. So it's like, I, that, that to me, it was just like, I want to get paid for all my attempts. So it's like, Comic-Con's taught me a lot too about how to, how to package your art and sell your art. I see it as a producer's goldmine for me. When I walk into a Comic-Con, mm-hmm. I'm the last person to think about money. I don't think about money at all. I started thinking about money when I started spending money. I'm just like, uh. damn, I want to go in there and buy my shit. But I don't think about making money. I don't think about the, the, the taking money from the people, from the foot traffic. Um, the foot traffic is a great experience for the, for the people, for the, people, um, yeah. for the community. Um, I, I like shows that don't have a lot of foot traffic because my interviews come out better. Mm. I have better conversations, come more meaningful conversations. So creatively, um, I benefit from a show that doesn't do so well. Um, you know, but it's not good for the that business. Makes sense, though. You know, but, yeah. but it's not good for the business, you know, f- for that promoter. But my intention is to go in there and create something fly that looks good for life. So no matter what your show looks like, I'm going to find the golden in, in, in certain moments and make sure that no matter what that you have some value in what you invested and that no matter if you walk the floor and you didn't meet your attendance numbers it doesn't matter we created conversations that'll go on for forever yeah for sure Stock, mm-hmm. have you ever been to a uh, convention um no but I do want to go specifically yes. just for the wrestling shit right. I'm gonna because I don't do none of the other virgin yes. shit I don't this do superheroes year, I'm I don't taking do you, this year I'm taking you to a convention uh, I went to Rhode Island Comic Con for the first time that was my first convention I think two no years shit. ago three years ago that was your first Comic Con ever ever I got I met Robert Anglin, you know, met Freddy Krueger, got my glove I want to bring signed. that up because y'all both met Anglin. And y'all, <laughs> did you get a glove signed too? That's this is number one. This is uh, a, what yeah. they call a, a deadhead? A fanatic. Oh, a Fred uh, head. A Fred a head. head, yeah. And I, I am a, a Fred I had head. a slashed pillow signed. Ooh, oh, that's, that's dope. right. I peeped that's that in your documentary. Well, I used that- to love the Ninja Turtles but as a kid, but... I remember Freddy Krueger and Ninja Turtles at the same time. So I remember no matter how much I loved the Ninja Turtles, Freddy was always way more terrifying yeah. than however exciting the Turtles made me feel. So um, I grabbed, I found the Ninja Turtles pillow. It was on sale for like $5. I'm like, yo, this is a steal, bro. Yeah. So I grabbed that and I slashed it while I was waiting in line oh, to meet yeah. him. That's, so that's me and Joseph Rivers, we went out to, to Philadelphia and uh, we were supposed to meet him a Friday and then that line got capped. I'm like, yo, it got capped and it was still like two hours left. I'm like, yeah. man, the line got to be crazy. So we came back the next morning and uh, to meet him the first time, it was just like, it took... 
it took about eight hours to get to him. Yeah, I and, waited in line for like four hours probably. Yeah, and know. he's one of those people yeah. where I stand in line like a fan. I stand like like everybody else. Yeah, that's how I was. That's um, this is number one guy, yeah, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that was that was, and he's dope because. He loves Freddie as much as everybody yes. else. Yeah, that's you know, true. He's doing the voice for everybody. He yeah. shakes ten thousand people's hands. Yeah, and yeah. he he gives everybody a little bit of himself, yeah. which is um a thousand percent. Um, do you find so snuck at these conventions? Like you know how I love memorabilia, yeah, right? Yeah. Like sh- signed stuff, yeah, and yeah, shit and like all that. This shit. Uh, it's just full of this shit. I mean, right. literally, when he was saying, "I, you know, I try not to spend money because it's fucking insane." Yeah. So, do you find yourself like dropping, my, like again, trying to get a it, lot of it, memorabilia? It would have to be something really, really important to me. Like, uh, like sometimes I go into conventions, I'm just like, "Yo, I'm not spending shit. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm going there. I'm not spending a dollar." But then you see a exact replica of fucking the mask. Yeah, Jim Carrey mask. I'm like, "Yo, mm. how much for the mask? It's like forty bucks. I'm gonna take that mask off." That yeah. Room. It's mine, baby. I'm taking it home with me. It's like I wasn't spe- planning on spending money, but you gave me an exact replica of the fucking mask. Yeah, that's crazy. Like that gives I'd me so much that. energy. I buy yeah. Jim Carrey shit. Yeah, 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 I'd be all over that. I bought that shit in 20 seconds. I don't know how long I had it between I seen it and I owned it. It was like, what's the coolest piece of memorabilia you have? That's a tough one. Mine would probably be my sign, Freddie Glove. Oh, actually, and I have a legit Elm Street sign, like a legit street yeah, sign that I stole dope. that I've been getting. Um, anybody who's been in any of those films and that I meet, I'm having them sign it. So I got like, I got uh, Heather Langenkamp, Robert Anglin, uh, the chick who played Alice, like another girl or something. So I got like four or five <laughs> on there. Yeah, this is a huge fan of that too. last one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. what was, so? What would you say your coolest? Uh, uh, piece of memorabilia um, is it sucks but I mean I mean it was hard to say my my own backpack I have a backpack that I fucking took with me every my first camera I know that backpack, 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 backpack. Backpack. yeah um, I know that backpack oh what's going on Oh that's no! Okay. This has been a this, yeah, that's, that's been an issue. Jules yeah, is getting out what's Jules up. Jules is definitely <laughs> getting downgrowded this week. Yeah, I, I know. After I put no. out that video giving him mad props yeah, a few weeks yeah, back, thanking him, bro. I was like, "Yo, stuck on stuff. We don't get nominated for we're a Boston docking. Musical Award without the engineer." Yeah. Jules gave him mad love. And I then, think we're gonna have to dock his pay. And then for two today. intros and a fucked up thing later. No, that's all love. Um, so uh, my, the backpack. Yeah, I know that backpack. I will tell you what I learned. All the pictures I've seen. I haven't been yet in person from the comic cons or the conventions in general, but like. Like, uh, you immediately think, like, oh, just a bunch of fucking dorks and virgins, fucking weirdos walking around, right? But this bad bitches in there, too, oh, right? And they, dre- and they dress up, and they're like... I fell in love like, with a couple nerd- Harley Quinns, bro. I didn't notice that nerd bitches could be bad bitches, too. Bro, bro, <laughs> See, there is nothing like that. I can't even talk about it because it's, like, it's, it's so sensitive. Uh, I can't even talk about it. I can't because the cosplay culture is so something that's so... It is, it's serious. It's, it, you know... You know, of How's course, it serious? Like, they take it serious? Yeah, I mean, people want to go out there and, and, and they they come to these shows as these characters and, and they, they want to present it as these, you know, presentations of art. Uh-huh. You know, so it's easier, you know, to... And they to stay look. in character? Or? From, from most of them. I say most of them, you know, <laughs> they, they go there with well intentions. Do people go there half naked and... Facts, yes. You know, and, and dress how they want to dress? Cool. And, and that's that's... You know that's cool for them, and that works for people. And there's a, there's a market for it. And that's that works a, for me. That's, that's part of the demographics. If, if, if that, you know if I mean? they sell beer and them bitches are there, that works for me. I'm telling you, bro. <laughs> I saw a couple bad Harley Quinns, there's, there's, bro. There's, there's always there's a bad enough. Harley Quinn. There's somewhere. enough of them. There's enough. Yeah, of them. yeah. 
Um, so talk a little bit about your, your documentary, Try Harder. Uh, it's out now. It's on YouTube. You can go watch that. Um, what, what was like the inspiration behind that? And, uh, you know, how did you put that together? Like, you know, like physically, like, you know, like not just the, like, not just the inspiration, but like literally doing it. Like, how, how did you make that happen? Um, I think that, that project was just, uh, a product of just loving life, um, you know, to me, I live my life and people say, well, you do all these amazing things. I'm just like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm really just doing what I want to do, you know. Um, and that project was like about a couple, two years in the making, but I was, I didn't know I was making it, mm. you know. Um, you were just kind of gathering I was, footage. I was having empowering conversations with people who I consider influencers. Mm -hmm. um, and I was also showing the behind the scenes of my life and what I was doing as for in terms of organizing events and um, help, you know, organizing became a, a another way of uh, expressing myself as well outside of making videos, you know, working on events and getting people together and enhancing other people's events. Um, you know, the Puerto Rican Festival, being able to add cosplay to their event, you know, add more, you know, creative ideas to what they already had going on. Um, that was a good flex. Um, and then the El Mundo Family Festival, being able to add entertainment to what they already had going on. Um, I feel like you bring elements of shit that wouldn't normally be at that at a particular event. He brought fucking you know I mean? wrestling to Fenway Park. Yeah, exactly. Who yeah, does yeah. that? Yeah. yeah, I never even fucking heard, like what. And those are all dots aligning. I got I got a little piece of paper in fourth grade. They said I, I like my my top three things I wanted to be in life was first baseman for the Red Sox uh, second was a WWE champion and the third was like a movie star and I didn't get to be off any of those three but putting on a wrestling show at Fenway Park right. and filming a show bang I'm yeah. just like, yo, I got pretty All close. Yeah, I got pretty close. Yeah, yeah, I got pretty close. You're, 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 you're in it. You know, it's kind of like, it's kind of similar to like what I'm doing. Like, you know, I was rapping for a little bit and then the radio thing kind of presented itself. And it's like, you know, I, I, I've just been following it, but we're, you know, you're in that world, bro. Like, yeah, you know what now, I mean? For me, it's just, when I see you, I've always interpreted you. I've always saw you as a musician or somebody in the music world, period. And radio, it adds to it, you know? The yeah. conversation element to music is crazy. Um, being able to have conversations about stories, you know, that adds to the, <laughs> that adds to the presentation of that product and the life of that that product and that person you know and those stories you know so you know you know seeing you do like radio i'm just like that that's that fits you know because yeah, you, you know it fits you know so no matter how i interpret you so it's just like and i respect you know how different artists want to translate their expressions because i think you know being creative and expressing yourself is an essential function to being a human being yeah, for sure. you know so no matter what it is you know some people find themselves sculpting and and painting and you know whatever it is that gets you to get it out of your head is the powerful thing you know um you know, radio is another format. I think radio is even powerful because it's one of the first. It's like being able to communicate what was going on from far away. You know, radio was really powerful. People connected with radio, you know. So it has just as much respect for it. It's like the printing press, you know, and like yeah. being able to create information and connect with, with, with 
with people, you know. You know about the snuck. Do you know about the uh, the War of the Worlds thing uh, on radio? Do you know about that? So, no, like, not yet. in like the fifties or some shit, like when radio was kind of at his infancy, they had this guy. Uh, I forget his name, but he wrote that book, The War of the Worlds. Uh-huh. There's a movie, Tom Cruise. Yeah. It's about aliens coming and taking over. Yeah. So he was gonna do this performance piece where he read his book on air on the radio, right, and broadcasted it. Not a lot of people got the message. So they turned on the radio, and it was him saying, the aliens have oh, invaded, shit. they're right. coming, there's, I think there's I have people, there's blah, blah, blah. It caused <laughs> fucking pandemonium. So people started locking down in their basements and shit. Pandemonium. Like, yeah. yeah. And, and back then, yeah. there was no way to there find out. There was no way. Shit. You didn't jump on just, Twitter. And, right. Yeah, man. So it literally times, caused, man. It is yeah. crazy, right? How people communicated without mass communication. Like, like, how do you... Even just 20 years ago. How does information ever concrete? Where is the last... Point that you says this is absolutely got to right. be true. Yeah, um, like where, who gives you that? You know? Can we get some tea? Can we? All right, we need some tea. What What is like the worst interview that you've done, or you know, someone that you were like? Oh, man, See, I was going to ask who's the biggest dick. Yeah, um, but earlier, you, but you had already brought up your man Billy Zane. Billy Zane, but, but he, uh, he, he kind of had a different experience. Yeah. He's got especially meeting wrestlers yeah, too and actors. Tough. It's got to be somebody that was a dick that you didn't think was going to be. Um, I would say, oh man, I can't even say it in here. I can't say it. In, I would say Ric Flair. Really? Whoa, Ric Flair. word! Because he seems like he's always on, like because he knows cameras is always on him and shit. Um, Ric Flair will never remember me ever. So I introduced myself over and over to him, over and over. I'm introducing myself maybe seven times. All different um, times you're talking or the same? Every single time, a, a, a different time. So it just shows place. you that he's blanked out. He don't even pay attention. Well, no, that guy I, probably I just, meets he, fucking... He meets people all exactly, day. Every, yeah. every he's day, Rick fucking day. Flair. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I love him so, getting a Ric Flair I, story I, right I, know, I love Ric Flair. I love Ric Flair so much, but I just... I, I, yo, man, listen, he he, he, does, he does not fuck with me at all. Um, really? So talk about That's me and dudes funny. that you love, man. That's funny. I introduce myself every single time. And in a different way, in the same way, but <laughs> in a different, use different words every time. Um, but he has agreed to uh, four out of like seven different attempts to try to get him on camera talking about his ideas, talking about his life. Um, and I, I've never used any of them, you know. The, really, I never used any of them because he, he it was really dry. Um, but I love Ric Flair and so copy and paste all seven of the shits but together. But the last time, time, the last time I went was the funniest time because it was a team story. Everybody on my team just started laughing because I, I interviewed him about life, and uh, I fucking I thought it, I, I, it wasn't a great interview. I don't think I'll ever show anybody. Um, <laughs> now I gotta but, see this no, shit. But, but I walked away. I walked away, and then the last shooter behind me because I heard something, and I'm like, "What did Flair say?" Flair was just like, "That's the stupidest shit I've ever heard in my." Life. Oh no! <laughs> was it a particular question? I don't know what the fuck I asked him. Man. I asked him about. Uh, oh, that I don't know what I asked him, man. That should have ruined your whole week right there. Yeah, nah, nah. I was dying, but it was for me. Nah, it was just like though. I thought it was funny because you never know what to what to get from Flair, anyways. You know, right? right? That's how probably how I was feeling in that moment. Um, and even I went to try and uh, you know, uh, you know, I spoke to him again after that, but um, that moment was uh, pretty funny for me, you know. But to me, I'll never forget it because it happened in front of everybody. We were uh. all laughing. Um, That's the stupidest shit. Yeah. What was the uh, that was the stupidest question I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> oh my! That's Lord. amazing. Yo, Stiz, uh, Dante's a big uh, tattoo <laughs> guy too, as yep. you can tell. Yeah. Um, 
But like, what, what is some? Of, yeah, what is some of like your favorite man. pieces and shit? Because Dante don't strike me as a dude that just get like a cross or some shit. Nah. Like, like his shit got yeah, meaning behind yeah, it. Yeah, you know? all, all my tattoos have all of them have deep meaning. Every right. single one of them. I don't know if I have a favorite. I say my daughter's my flea, my favorite. Gotta be. She upscaled. Uh, she upscaled, she up outstaged um, Lucille Ball. I went into this tattoo. Two session with a Lucille Ball portrait I was going to do on my whole forearm, mm. um, but I sat down and I and I was in love with this image of my daughter making this funny face. And I'm just mm. like, yo, nobody taught her that. Like, and I was obsessed with this idea of my daughter wanting to make someone laugh. And I'm just like, who who taught her that that's a funny face? Where did she get that from? And right. I was obsessed with this picture of my daughter. And so when I sat there in the chair and he put the stencil down, I'm like, yo. I didn't need another half hour because I, I think we have, I have another idea. He's like, Dante, you got to let me know. All right, cool. Just give me another minute. And we went to the computer and I enlarged the image. I was just like, well, what do you think? He's like, yeah, let's work on that. So I was just like, I just want a black and white portrait of my daughter. And then... Who's your artist? Yeah. Your man or... It was my, my boy B. He passed away a few years ago. So he did most of my work. My, my boy Bayouan Cortez from the Bronx. He's a Puerto Rican artist. And there's Felix Bayouan Cortez. I say his name a lot because I feel like you can die twice in life. You can die when yeah, you're in the grave up, and then you die when people stop saying your name. Mm-hmm. You know? I noticed you got the um, the Disney logo as well. Yeah, so I got a lot of tattoos with people with like controversial pasts and crazy because like for me, I got a lot of different faces. I like portraits. I have at least yeah. 20 different eyeballs on my body, which is no crazy shit. to me. Yeah, which I just, then I noticed mommy was sitting at like home looking at counting the different eyeballs I have on me. I'm like, damn, I got a lot of eyeballs on me. Um, but my Disney logo, I wanted a, to tattoo the letter D and I was thinking about the coolest font. I think about the, mm. the I couldn't find a font. And uh definitely the most definitely iconic. Yeah. I grabbed the Disney D. I was just like, you know, I, you know, cause Disney for me, my first Fun. impression of Disney, he was like a master storyteller and he was a master um no matter what that meant. And even if right. he was buying stories or inheriting stories and retelling them, um, you know, I, I respect his work but it I had, you know, it's it, it's tough because as an artist we start asking ourselves how much of a person's personal life affects um, their the work their work they give to the world yeah. you know cause you know I got Biggie tattooed and Biggie you know he he was uh, you know, he he beat up his like side girl, his girl, you know, side girl, like the week before he got killed. So it's just like we don't know that story, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you know, um, you know, Big Pun. We know about his, you know, domestic, uh, you know, abuse background, which mm-hmm. is crazy. I have such reverence for Big Pun, um, you know, and I have Big Pun on my shoulder, you know. So it's just like, and Disney is just like he's a proven racist. So it's mm-hmm. just like, it, it, you know, I didn't know that when I when I got it tattooed, but it doesn't take away from. You know how it influenced me as a person because I can't take back how he influenced right. me. You know I mean, what I mean? We, we have that I discussion feel, about yeah. you able to separate. You know what I'm saying? The, Art from the, from the yeah, artist and, and I feel you because I got Freddie tatted on me and he, he murders people like in their sleep. But bro. that's different. But that's, that's not him, dog. That's not the real dude. Yo, <laughs> yo this is K-Fame with the horror shit. Loves it. Yo, back on the dick. Yo, yeah, I mean, no. I was on, the, I was on the train yeah. once. I was on the train once and there was this lady reading a book that said Picasso, the creator, the destroyer. And I'm sitting there holding the bar and the train shaking. I'm sitting there. I'm just like, the creator, the destroyer. I'm like, excuse me. 
I had to ask about this book. I'm like, what do you mean to destroy it? <coughs> He's like, no, Picasso was one of the most destructive people to, uh, around to the people that were close enough to love him. Mm. You know, people that were close enough to love Picasso fucking hated Picasso. They hated him. He yeah. was a fucking asshole. They, yeah. didn't, they didn't like him. But why don't we know that about him? Because his fucking work mm. lasted longer than what anything than he was able stories. to do with his breath. Right. That's powerful. Like, you, you know, that's powerful. You can have museums, owners, millionaires, billionaires fighting over his work, presenting his work for X amount of time. Well, dude, that could have just been some random piece of shit that was yeah. just nasty. At who's fucking, dude whose yeah. family couldn't fuck with him. Like, that's right. crazy. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, like, so we got to really think about, you know, I, I think I'm really hyper conscious of trying to, you know, yeah. be someone that people can love when they remember, too. And we, we've we've had know? this conversation on Stuck on Stuff, like, plenty of times, like, when dudes get in trouble just because it's super PC now or anything yeah. that happens with dudes and we're like, yo... Like, if we stop banning or all these people, like, we're not going to have literally anybody to listen to or to watch. Because you could find something with anybody. With anybody. Like, oh, I don't really fuck with here's that. A, like, here's or, a specific thing, and it's kind of it's kind of stuff. Uh, it happened uh, this week, I believe. Louis C.K. was in. Oh, is he um, back yet? Because I'm just sitting he here waiting. In, he's, I cannot wait till he, he comes was back. In I don't care if like, he jerks off. <laughs> he was in, like, Germany or, like, he, he was, like, overseas. Uh, I think it was, no, I think it was Israel. He was in Israel yep. and he said that, uh, he said, quote, I would rather be, I would rather be um, in the Holocaust than be in New York City right now. Wow. And that went crazy. He's saying know. like, because of how PC everything is. Well, and shit. It and sucks because, for a comedian even well, more. Well, him yeah. too, especially because he's still not accepted yet. You know what I mean? Like, right. And so, it's been like two years. I thought he would have been back by now. Nah, there's still kind of, there's still a whole, like, there's still a whole faction of people who think over like, under, want him canceled. Over under two more years before he gets a gigantic Netflix special that I, I watch know. every second of. I don't know. I don't know. I mean... I, I think I'll take the over. I'm going under. Because it's already been a couple years and it just doesn't seem to... I don't think he will ever get back to that same place that he was before this whole thing broke. Nah, all it takes is one Netflix I, I special think com- comedians take take risks. They take all kinds of risks with that stage of going out there and trying to be personal. Uh, you know, be personal with people. At the same time, also trying to deliver a performance. Um, but when you hit at a root of something that pisses a lot of people off you i think you ruin that opportunity to stand on the stage with that same amount of energy that same yeah. kind of energy or mm-hmm. openness of being able to accept what you have to say yeah you know um and it takes more than an apology to get to get through that shit who's on um, dante's bucket list of people that you uh haven't met or want to meet or jim carrey Ooh. Yeah, that's number one for me Dante. probably actor-wise, really jim yeah. carrey actor wise that's my guy yeah no shit. I don't know how I'd be able to compose myself. I don't know what the fuck. I don't know what the fuck yeah. I would say. Yeah. Has that happened to you? Now you were saying it a little bit with Sid Haig. Like so, for instance, Snuck was telling me. Um, so I work on the morning show, the sports show now, and Brady calls in every Monday, and I get to answer the phone. That's fucking nuts. And, and I'm so like, yo, Snuck Sid, was saying like, know. yo, I don't know if I could do it. Like yeah, I don't yeah. know if I could say like, because Sid's not being a crazy, crazy sports dude like that, and I'm just a crazy Patriots Brady He's guy. Ahead. That's I just crazy. every Monday, hello, and it, and, and <laughs> it's to the point now where I think he'd be saying like, does he say? Stiz? Oh, he says Stan now. Yeah, no, he like, say Stiz. Or if I'm like W E I, this is Stiz. He's like, hey Stiz, it's Tom. It's Tom. He yeah. says, what the fuck, yeah. son? I'm wow. shitting in my pants if he says that shit on the phone to me. Has there been like a specific person that that you know besides Sid Haig? Has there been anyone else that you were like, oh fuck, man, like this is crazy? And it's a little different with Dante too because you're interviewing these people. Yeah. Sometimes with the radio, He's working. He's working. I'm not on. 
you know, I'm not fucking interviewing them. Greg is, or right. you know, they're they're going on the show. I'm kind of just in the background, whatever. I'm meeting them and shit. Um, so I don't fan out too much. Um, but has there been someone that you were like, you were like, fuck, man, like I, I'm super nervous right now. Like I'm mm-hmm. super fucking like. Yeah, without a shadow of a doubt, I would say Bret the Hitman Hart. Ooh, you know what I mean? that was my favorite wrestler. And, and I've interviewed him a few times, and no matter what, it, it, it's it's. It's uh, always tricky trying to compose myself to approach him. Why? Know? Why? Now you guys can kind of fill me in. Why is Brett in like not cool with the WWE? Did something happen? He's there? cool now with this. No, you know, oh, yeah, cool he, make, he makes money. Yeah, they're cool they, now they, they, work. They, they get money. Yeah, he got a probably. I'm assuming he has a legends deal, which means he can do. Um, okay. He could. I, yeah. yeah. I mean, see, I don't know all the details, but you know, I know he definitely makes WWE money. Um, and then wasn't there like an incident or something? Like it's called like the something incident. Yeah, oh, the Montreal Screwjob. The Montreal oh, Screwjob. Yeah. Now what was that? Ninety like, seven. Like, family got tackled. The Montreal Screwjob. Oh that yeah, the Hall of Fame. He got tackled. Yeah, too, yeah. Nah, but, uh, Wait, what? The this, Hall of Fame. He got tackled like, by crazy last year. Fan. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah, and this yeah. is like now. So like he's had like you know a stroke or whatever the fuck he's got going on. He has some per- some uh, medical shit going on. So and he's he, not. And he rubbed he rubbed it off. His impromptu skills are crazy. Yeah, yeah, he did. He, he yeah, rubbed yeah. off it. He was like, I was just about to talk about well the, the days the WCW days. Yeah, it was a little bit like that right there. Oh, yeah, 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 that's right, good. You got to be able to yeah. roll with the punches. That shit happens 20, 20 years ago. That dope, dude man. pretzeled up real quick in the shop shooter though. Yeah. So when you when you sit down with Brett the Hitman Hart, like are those first couple questions? Like a little awkward, or like, and then you kind of like ease into it and you find your rhythm. Or it's like, like Chris Wiley's like, remember when you did the sharpshooter? Like, yeah, yeah, that yeah. was awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's tough. I saved my fan questions for last. That's um, smart. I that's, think that's yeah. super. Yeah, that's super smart that yeah. you lead in with like the life kind of philosophical yep. kind of loosen them up. Yeah, nah, because you, you, I want to hear story first because if at the end of the day that interview gets cut short, I at least got them talking about what they're fucking afraid of. Yeah, you mm. know what's what they're scared. Before I said, what did it feel like on set of? Right, I, I, right. I don't want anything you can potentially find in a newspaper somewhere. Exactly. That's a very, that's a very. You know, I like that. Should, like, I, I'm that gonna everyone's that gonna ask you. them. Yeah. I want, I want, I want them to pour their heart, heart out about something, or I want them to, to to teach me something about themselves as a person, as a like you know. I, I, I'm obsessed with the human experience as well, you know. Especially if these are performers that were like influenced by, you know, Robert Englund is one of the. You know, I interviewed him twice. Um, I was so jealous. Yeah, no, nah, that was dope. And I think I think one of those times he was this close to being there. Like it was this close where it could have lined up. Where it was just like it was. I think it was your first convention. Oh yeah, that, yeah. That we was were, the first time went. I interviewed. It was yeah, this yeah. close where it was just like it was like, like maybe a six or seven hour window where it was just like it could have lined up. You could have been standing right there for that. For I me, think, it was. Did just you go this year? I'm pretty sure he was there this year again. Uh, yeah, he was this there this year, but this year uh, I didn't. I wasn't as involved. Involved. Yeah, um, you know, I had a lot going on. I didn't get to put as much. Um, do you freestyle the, the questions, or do you pre-write them? And if you do pre-write them, do you have that sheet in front of you, or do you like memorize? Um, Ninety-five percent of the time, I freestyle it. No shit. Sure. Um, because I, I want to have a good conversation, you know. Yeah. So it, it, it's different when someone has time to prep for a question. Yeah, then they sure. can put themselves in the state of mind of answering that question. Is I don't like prepared questions because I don't want a prepared answer. Mm-hmm. Um, like I, I want to ask you how you feel and then see how you react to what I'm talking about. That's dope, and that's really genuine because when I take myself out of those interviews and you hear this person talking about what what this art means to them or what what this 
piece of work means to them or, you know, what their fears are. You just hear them talking about, like, in the third grade, I'm like, damn, that's where I wanted to start, in the third mm. grade. You know, so that fans who are crazy about, has a following or for this person, um, you know, they, they, they can start it, they can get the meat and potatoes of what he wants to say, yeah. you know. But it was interviewing a musician where I took myself out of the interview for the first time. I interviewed Lou Armstrong, and oh, sure. that was the first time, I it was like, this was like 11 years ago. Um, I took myself out of the interview when I edited it, and the first thing you hear is, my name Lou Armstrong. I was just like, yo, that sounds dope. That yeah, dope. I noticed you yeah, did that, that with the, the little mini docs you were doing, yeah. like with DJ Deadeye and myself. Yeah, and nah, so that was, that came... That came afterwards, but that had this the that Lou Armstrong helped build the format. But term that yeah. first term interview, that was part of that early wave. Right, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You could tell you were on that shit uh like early, like taking yourself out of well, it. Well music videos was the way I started and I love music videos because it forces you to create something from scratch. Um you know, I love your music videos. Your your your, your shot selections are really dope. I mean for the people I mean just your productions when you put things together. Dope. Um I love lunch table. That shit was really lunch dope. Lunch table's dope. Yeah, Shout yeah, out Nick Padini. Yeah, we got new shit about to drop. Yeah, um, and I'm, I'm obsessed with 100 bars like that. That all that that, that track is crazy. Good look. Um, but music videos was like a really dope place for me to um, create from scratch um, to take someone else's song. But thing is, the more I had respect for music, the 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 more I became more reserved about taking on music projects because I don't want to fuck that song up, you know? Because that song is hours, years, life of work, and then if my bad visual representation of that song could destroy that attempt at getting that song to the world you know so I have such respect for music now but it wasn't always there when I started when I started it was business I'm not really I made my first video out of love that video did well and the first time I heard how much for a video was after that video Yeah. Mm. so it was just like how much for a video I'm like 500 bucks they were like mm-hmm. deep Friday I'm just mm-hmm. like yo bro you need a camera mm-hmm. I need yeah. a computer cause yeah. I was editing and filming with everybody's shit but not my own yeah. but that's how I made my first couple hundred videos I was borrowing everything until I right. bought my first camera that's why that backpack was important yeah. because that was my first camera backpack and I had it signed by everybody by, by different people that's I met so is that um, how much you're up to like a couple hundred videos Bro, I've made at least a couple thousand. Like, but I've, dele- I've deleted I've deleted couples of hundreds of videos. Like videos that are no longer on the internet. I have years of. You deleted work. more shit than you shot. Seriously. When I started my YouTube account, YouTube was two years old, and I had a hundred videos out that first year. Yeah, he was on it early, you know. Yeah. And then, because the, the idea of on-demand media cracked my head open. Yeah. You know, being able to show you a video at any given point—that's that to me was fucking yeah, amazing. Yeah, that is a crazy. Fucking you know, because I'd, I'd be in the airport. And I'd be like, this is a video I made in Boston. So this is somebody who's from Chicago watching a video I made in Boston from his phone. I'm like, yo, that's powerful. It is, it so is. I focused on putting productions on the internet and putting on YouTube. And then I started answering those questions of how much for a video, um, which which turned on the business side of me first because my eBay account was more popular than my YouTube account. My eBay account was still had me a power seller. I was a power seller for a long time. I was always selling stuff. That's how I paid for college. I finished my bachelor's degree at 20 years old because I had an eBay business that was... That was That's always, dope. I never knew that. Shit. I never yeah, knew that, yeah. Yeah, I paid for college. My bachelor's degree I finished at 20 years old because I had an eBay business that was successful. I was able to, to finish my bachelor's degree and just give it to my mom. I still haven't seen it. I haven't seen my bachelor's Always been a hustler. You know, but then with music... But the, the, here's the thing, like, 
like mu- music changed my life. Um, but it's always been there. I've always been present. I just didn't think I'd have an active role because I, I, you, I can't touch an instrument. I took one guitar lesson as a kid. I took one piano lesson. I, I just couldn't do it. Yeah. Um, I tried, but I had a love for it. You know, I didn't know where my place was. You know, making music videos and hearing musicians being like, "Yo," I was just like, "There's my place." Yeah, that's dope. I helped. I helped take that story to the next level. Um, but then doing the behind the scenes to those videos, I started making documentaries and I realized people were wanting more documentaries and the music videos. I was just like, damn, I could be selling this too. And I I was making so many behind the scenes and capturing people's stories that I didn't think I could package it. And I didn't didn't see what I had. I didn't know what I had right in front of me until I started working on the, on the documentary series where I met, where I met Mm y'all. And um, that video with term was the first time ending I ever made was on world star. And at the time world star is just like, that was huge. Like being able to have something that people were just, just, just to look at common people talking about a product, like yeah. something you created, that was cool. It was something people would check every day. Oh, yeah. Like it how was, they would check their that's IG That's funny. Now. I yeah. saw a tweet the other day and it said, it said that Nah Right era was special. Mm. And I I don't know, you know, Nah mm-hmm. Right was a yeah. blog. Mm-hmm. And like you said, Snuck, literally. Different now. Every day when I got up, yeah. that was the first thing that I did. Right. I went to NahRight.com and I you know, would look at what they posted. Yeah. I mean, every fucking day. Um, but is there it's still funny how shit comes with them. Are they still working? Uh, I don't know. Uh-huh. I mean, you could probably go to NahRight.com. It might be there. But, you know. The blogs just aren't what they were five, this, ten years since, ago. Uh, since since Dante kind of opened the door with the whole bread hot shit, you mind if I just dork out for like yes, a minute or two? Yes, please do. I'm curious, Dante Luna, what is your your current your your opinion right now on like the current WWE product? I'll include NXT with that, and then also we think about AEW as well. Um, all right, so WWE lost me for two seconds for the first time in. I don't know. I, I've been watching Monday Night Raw and SmackDown. It's tough. I, I've been hanging on, but it's tough. I, I, I've been watching it uh, every week for, I would say, definitely before my daughter was born. I mean, my whole life, but mm-hmm. consistently mm-hmm. since before my daughter was born. So more than the last 10 years, I've been up to date with Raw and mm-hmm. SmackDown. But uh, for the first time ever, uh, I fell off after they switched to Fox um, because Fox doesn't have the on-demand for SmackDown anymore. I don't watch... I can't watch it live. Yeah. Like, I just know... I what can't, a, see, I can't I DV, watch... I DVR. I, I, DV, I, I, yeah. I, I watch it on demand. Um, uh, I watch everything on demand because um, Hulu had everything. Hulu had Raw and SmackDown. The Fox next don't m- have... Uh, why doesn't Fox have SmackDown on, on demand? Um, yeah, it's not available. For me, it's not huh. available. But for, for me, I'm not able to watch SmackDown on... Uh, uh, the way I used to Probably because Rick Flair I mean you could still see the show <laughs> Rick you can still like yo watch Dante it. Luna ain't fucking exactly. watching our shit <laughs> Probably <yeah>. fucking Flair <laughs> <laughs> So I mean I haven't been able to watch it the way I, you, you, There's still ways you can watch anything Yeah yeah but you can watch me, it for me it's just like um, You have the network? I have the network I, do have the network. I think they put them on there But then it's probably it, like a week or two late and I, fell, it's I like, fell off by watching the consensus stories I'm so behind I Don't worry they ain't giving no consensus stories Exactly I can't even watch Survivor Series yet Because I don't know what happened leading up to it. Um, yeah, and you gotta um, know before you watch the shit. I'm not gonna attempt Survivor Series until I know what the hell is going on and I'm not there yet. Um, but what I think about the current product... Overall. Um, um, you know, they're... they're, work, they're, they're well, they're experienced... They're experienced craftsmen and being able to to take a... 
to take an, a, a night and turn it into uh, it's hard to not respect the yeah. fact that they can spit fire yeah. uh primetime tv uh three times a week yeah. now um and that's that's so hard to even wrap my head around how they how they pull it off and uh, how they do it so consistently it's crazy. um and 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 even ha- even their bad numbers are good numbers right um but but somebody like me that falls not, off now we're just talking about numbers but we're talking about product yeah, wise numbers, yeah. um i i i'm more of a fan of um the attitude era type of uh rating when people were just were over the top but yeah. at the same time i really love the performance of uh you know the the women performers and women wrestling um that's something that definitely needed a spotlight um yeah, for a long killing time. it for like 2 years straight now yeah i mean Charlotte Flair the goat she's my goat for females it's it's taken on i i had the video game in my hand and i sold it and i just didn't i just didn't you know, I was just broken hearted about it. I was just like, man, it's just, I don't feel it. Yeah, you know, I, I, I have, video games, like 2K? Yeah, I bought 2K. I bought the deluxe edition too, so I spent extra bread on it. And the thing is, I, I played I played it once, and I was just like, I'm not going to play this no more. What console? Uh, PS4. Okay. See, it's tough being a head, like being a real wrestling head. Like, you never missed a Raw since you were little, and you yeah. stay watching it. Like, because when they have bad drought or I would call it a drought or whatever like when they're going through bad times even when like 80-90% of the product is whack there's still like a Bray Wyatt or something in there where like it's, there's a couple segments that make it worth watching yeah. three fucking hours I know me I blast through two of them hours cause I DVR out of shit they're so consistent that you can hate a story this week but watch that and know next week exactly so like because can, and now they're listening so like oh fuck everyone hates this yeah, shit on Twitter we might switch it up this week now you gotta watch to see if they're gonna listen oh, to us the fans that's and shit, funny right? that's cool that's you know that's something that was never when I was a wrestling fan you know that that was never you yeah. know Twitter wasn't around and so. then AEW chants during a Raw and shit like that now what do you wow. think about AE, what do you think about AEW AEW for me is really really inspiring um it's just really inspiring to see a group of people who, who want to do what the fuck they want to do. And doing it their way. And, and doing shit. it their way. Yeah. That shit is so dope to me. And that to me will forever be inspiring. Um, to be able to have a fresh idea and a fresh billionaire to fucking back you up. That's, that's pretty dope, bro. Like that's, that's what they had when they had to turn in them. But, but. At the same time, it's just like we've had decades to really reflect on that on that scenario, on what a mo- somebody with just endless money yeah. and bad direction and bad quarterbacking yeah. can do. Yeah. So it's just you like, can become WCW we, we, real we quick. We really yeah. had decades. They've had decades. People who are part of it had decades to reflect on it. Um, you know, but what we're seeing is the birth of you know a, a startup company that. You know, is doing great numbers on their own. You know, telling stories on their own. You know, so to the point where WWE had to like kind of acknowledge them. You know how normally they'll pretend that like the other ones don't exist because yeah, yeah. you know he's gonna swallow them but, up eventually. How did they but WWE them? has slowly been talking, allowing other, uh, naming, dropping other independent promotions for the last like three or four That's years. True. That's slowly, true. Been, slowly, because they used to. You could never even like. Yeah. How did they do that? How did they? I forget. Yeah, they'll say like, oh, Ring of Honor star. Like, oh, they'll bring up like a ring. Oh, I think no. Night one when they went head to head on the Raw show with NXT. I think that when AEW actually won in the ratings, and I think the official W account tweeted something out like oh, yeah, almost no, like they, a congratulatory yeah. oh, really? yeah. to That's try to cool. seem like the big man even yeah. on the low they was trying to crush them yeah. for years yeah. there was taboo they would never hear yeah. them talk yeah. about other companies at all thank you for me and uh, allow, allowing yeah, me to virgin out for a second Co-host. on the wrestling uh, talk yo no plans or desires or whatever to get into feature films 
um, no, that's where my heart is. I think everything I've done to this point is to prepare myself for um, taking on uh, that type of idea. Yeah. Um, my heart is to make feature films, you know, but what I know now about making videos and um, working on photos and working on stories full time is that I won't be able to make a movie if I can't hear a movie. You know, um, if I can't make a movie for a blind person, if he can't hear it, close his eyes and really experience the story, I'm not taking on that movie. Cause, so I haven't really, one, found this, this I mean, I have, there's different stories I fell in love with, but ones that made me figure it out, not yet. So there's a bunch of different ideas I would love to develop. But the n- number one thing would be sound for me. So as much as my background is in film, I have such respect for sound to the point where it's... uh it's it's it, it it'll cripple anything any effort until i figure it out mm. because if i don't have sound down i don't have nothing you know so to, to you know to, to to see him set up sound the way he did and have it be clean like that to me that's it i have such respect for him it's like like a jedi master to me um <laughs> because i don't know how to get to this sound i have like a million questions for him um but for me it's just like i want to take on the film when i know how they how they do sound on the field, you know, um, like Survivor, the show Survivor. Like, I don't know how they do sound on that show. I love Survivor. It's a good it's my point. Show. Yeah. Like, so how- I was actually going to ask you because I asked most people, what's the like fucking guilty pleasure or like like reality show, like horrible TV that you actually <laughs> no. fuck with that people might not See, think the, Dante fucks with? The only reality TV show that I watch is Survivor. Um, I, 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 I mean, I fucking love Survivor. I watched season one when it debuted. I watched every, that I watched every season. I it's been like what, 20 years or something? Yeah, yeah been I binge watched every season. Season after watching like season twenty through now up to date, and when I when I seen them all the seasons on on Hulu, mm-hmm. I was like, "Word, I gotta go in again." So I've binge watched. I watched um, Challenge on MTV. That's like similar to Survivor, except not yeah. really. Yeah, no, yeah. It's a similar kind of concept. Yeah, nah, um, that's that's like really. my chicken soup for me. Or and Fresh Prince is like my chicken soup. Mm. You know, Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Whenever I that's have, on, I, I can keep that on. Yeah, nah, that's, I, that's, that's I on. It's all on. the DVDs. The moment it came out on Amazon, it was in two thousand. 2005 they came there's people that say, I heard someone on the radio once say that that show didn't hold up and I'm like when I watch that shit no, I'm like nah this shit holds yeah, up man. Yeah, like, I, packed, I don't yeah, get it packed a lot of culture bullshit. too man yeah. packed a lot of culture packed uh, yeah. you know for me it had a lot of influence on me R.I.P. Phil Avery what about uh album or uh, artist that you, that, that you fuck with that people maybe wouldn't think Dante Luna would fuck with man um Right now, my favorite album, I think, is fucking perfect. That I can't stop listening to. I listen to at least once a day right now. Uh, uh, Port of Miami, too. Port of Miami, Rick Ross? Uh, Rick Ross, Port of Miami, too. I Rick Ross super slept on with making yeah. albums. Yeah. He no, makes that, that albums. Album was, that was yeah. a, full, a full story from beginning like, to end. Like, like a movie, yeah. I fucking love it. That one and Anuel's last album. Anuel's last album I'm obsessed with. Who's that? Anuel. I don't know. Spanish shit? He's a yeah, Puerto Rican rapper, yeah. yeah. Oh, Puerto Rican rapper? Yeah. You, you fuck with Puerto Rican rap? Yeah, no, nah, of course, man. So it's like, Anuel, I mean, now more than ever, you know, it's just, you know, I'm finding the rap. I mean, I love Tego in high school. Uh-huh. Tego, because he reminded me of 50, he was like, you can hear the gangster rap. You can hear the, the, his approach, his delivery. So I know him, yeah. Yeah, I love, I fuck with Tego. Um, you know, but lately I've been listening to a lot of Spanish music. Um, but Anuel, that album... Who you, rocking with, who you rocking with for any um like new artists? Um if any. I know some people just stick in their lane and like, nope, yeah. only listening to two thousands and shit. It's it's tough because I don't 
judge anybody until I hear their album. So it's just like I, I listen to tracks, but I yeah, like I can have full opinions on Nicki after hearing her album. I don't like any of her albums, but she has a lot of dope singles, a lot of yeah, dope productions. Sure. Like I just don't like her albums. Um, I love Eminem style albums where it's just like it's just a story. Maybe that's the horror person in me that loves yeah. a yep. that loves that extra sound there. Mm-hmm. That I love the, what you put those words I love the the scenario you put your words in you know I, lo- I love the world you created for me when I close my eyes and put the headphones on yeah. you know what I mean and albums are something I'm really picky on you know um but we're coming into a time now where albums ain't tough. really a thing. It's more about singles and shit. And that's a, that's a tough game for people yeah. like me. Yeah. Because me I'm a big Young M.A. fan. I wasn't a big fan. Like, I, I love her. I, I love the records, like the freestyles, but I didn't like the album. Right. And you know, I was just like, damn, the album wasn't not that great to me. I heard she shut down the Middle East the other night. Yeah, that shit looked lit yeah, as fuck. See, I, I seen clips from that bro. shit. Yeah, yeah, nah. See, I wasn't, I mean, I didn't even know about that till after. So yeah. I was like, damn. Well, let's get into I, it then. Let's get into some stuff. Yeah, is, stuff. There, any, is there any stuff? What, what stuff was, happened this week? Well, no. It's officially Mariah Carey season. You oh yeah, that. she just she just broke another record. Yeah, her yeah, all I want for Christmas. I don't Basically, know, every November she hits the charts again. Yeah, <laughs> so, pretty like, much. She probably breaks every record in as yeah, far as that. Pretty goes, much. But, uh, There's no way she owns that record though. There's like that record. What do you mean is, that's her record? She wrote it and did everything. No way. She wrote that. She record. wrote that record. That's not a cover. Greatest yeah, greatest a, female singer songwriter arranger and producer of all time. What are we talking no, about? No, she right didn't. Now? She didn't write. She all wrote all I want for Christmas. No way. She wrote it. No way. She wrote everything on that Christmas album. Dog, them royalties is through the roof for that shit. Wow. We're gonna, we're gonna uh, Google who yeah. wrote All I Want for Christmas. I don't give her enough credit that she wrote that. Dog, she writes record. almost everything. I She's thought that was a cover machine. that yeah, she I'm just pretty she wrote, Yo, she wrote Hero. You don't think she can write who All I Want for fucking wrote, Christmas? All right, so uh, Mariah Carey, Walter I- Affenseif. Her name's on there first. Thank you. It is. Wow. Wow. Anyways, it is it is the season. Songwriter, right? It's MC season. He's wow. a, he's he's obsessed. That's but, like uh, one of his favorite singers. This two uh, after chilling with uh, uh Wilder last week, you told us all Deontay Wilder, he, yeah. yeah. I he said, said put all your money on Deontay. He said bet all your put all your money on Wilder and I watched it that night and you were right. Dude yep. got Ortiz got knocked the fuck out. Yep. Yep. Uh, did you watch? I sent you a link. Yes, Stiz I did. I did watch. Working for the uh, radio station, chilling with celebrities. They'd be like, yo, Snuck, you got that link? Uh, <laughs> uh, Send that he, shit right to his phone. Yo, that knockout Snuck was brutal, right? I'm trying to find the video because I got a bomb squad for Boston, but uh, I don't know where yes, it is. Yes, this got the bomb it. squad. Yeah, that was pretty dope. Uh, but yeah, that knockout was crazy, and uh, I'm pretty sure there's yeah. going to be, he's going to be fighting Tyson Fury in February. Dope. Also, Conor McGregor. Are I was you just into say, boxing or UFC? I was going to say, Conor's coming yeah, back, I right? Names. I mean, I know, I know Conor and exactly. Tyson. Conor's coming back in January. Yes. Are, they, are they flying you to out there to cover that shit? I, I'm trying am, to grab a, I am uh, hoping a plane so. seat over there. Yes, <laughs> I, am, I am definitely hoping that's going to happen. A thousand percent, bro. I definitely, I definitely want to see Conor. When you guys put up a tree, I put my shit up last night. Did you? See, I'm a, I'm a single guy and I live alone, so yeah, see, I might I not even get a tree. Yeah. yeah, yeah, nah, I haven't bought a tree in a while. I haven't bought trees. Nah, I bought I bought my grandma's tree for a while. So. I don't buy no trees. I just keep the fake one I bought six oh, years ago. And it works one? great every yeah. year. Oh man, but you don't get that smell. You're a dork. We talked about this shit last year, this exact time. Yeah, Did we? And we, I was like, yeah. fake tree or real tree? I definitely real, real tree. Are you real tree? Definitely real. Yeah, Still, I was real tree growing up. It's a mess, but it's worth it. Yeah, the smell. I was real tree growing fucking... up, but it's 2019. I don't have time for the fucking the sap on my new carpets. The fucking this, the that. I just got a puppy too. I don't want to eat in the shit. Fuckery. And then also, I told you this last year, Stiz, because I. You know, now that we have internet and all shit, I be reading shit like there's fucking 
microscopic ass little ass bugs on them fucking trees. And, uh, and all you're doing when you bring that tree in your crib is bringing you're, the you're microscopic fucking bugs. bringing the bugs see, like in. The, you're bringing the everything. germaphobe in me now as an adult that think about stuff like that. I'm like, damn, I never thought about that. You like, never think about it, right? Till you read bugs it, like, oh, shit. The trees. There's like, obviously damn. bugs on a fucking bugs tree, right? You yeah. cut it and you just bring it right in the crib. I mean, once you take the fucking oxygen out, once you take it off the ground, right? It still lives in it. Yeah. Hey, wasn't there? Wasn't? Isn't there something that you wanted to bust my balls about, Snuck? Oh, I don't know to which thing. There was something that I did a couple days ago that you texted me and you were like, yo, I'm busting your fucking balls for oh, this on the yo, next episode. I know exactly what the fuck you're talking about. You do this shit all the time, so I, now I gotta bring it to the show now. Stiz, yo, you you will do videos. I seen it was on your story. You did a video of fucking... I, the Thanksgiving plate. He's holding a plate and he's and like, you, the video's the promo. like, all right, yo, this is if you don't really like somebody's food or whatever, this is kind of way, this is the way you put it in. And you know how you flip it and put it in so people can't see how much you ate or whatever. And literally five minutes before I watched that video, scrolling on my IG, I see a meme that says... This how you, this how you get rid of this shit without hurting nobody's feelings. And it was just a, a hand with a plate down like that. So I hit him immediately on the story. I'm like, yo, Stiz, stop stealing all of your shit from memes because I know you're doing it. And he, he had previously, uh, previously a couple weeks ago, got called out on some comedian shit or whatever. Yeah, the Gary Goldman thing. will tweet out a quote like if it's his. Like, no, you're not brilliant like that. I know you. So where the fuck did you get? Which meme I, did you steal? I'm famous for that. If I see a meme, I just fucking I just tweet it out. But the Thanksgiving plate one. I like, bro, everyone does that. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, but you didn't think about it till you saw that meme. Yeah, exactly. But then I thought about it. And then you and thought about it. Like, yeah, that's true, bro. <laughs> that's I agree true. With Let that. me make a video and pretend that it's my words. <laughs> that shit is like uh, Michael Scott when he says the fucking, the Michael Jordan quote or whatever. And it says, like, Michael Jordan. And then under it, it says Michael Scott. <laughs> that's funny. You got. You still got to get onto the office. I know. I never thing. watched a single episode of The Office. Uh, and Lizzo got sued for fucking. Um, Stealing from memes. Oh, that's right. Right, yeah. you told me that. Yeah. Yo, I know you got the yeah. you wow. got the Disney tab. We were talking about that earlier. Do you fuck with the Disney Plus shit? Because someone like me, I don't think there's anything on there for me. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I love stories. Period. There's a lot of stories there that inspired me when I was younger. I mean, I love Star Wars. Period. I was gonna say because it's not just like um, little kid Disney movies. It's Star Wars, which the I don't fuck with, and like all this shit I don't fuck with. I'm like, I don't think that's for well, me. I fuck with Marvel. I fuck with Pixar. You know, um, yeah. my uncle's an animator. So as a kid, he'd take us to an animated films. Yep. Um, he took us to all the animated films, and he took us to Toy Story two or three times for everyone that came out. Um, I mean, the night, just the first one, um, and Lion King. When Lion King came out twice, he took out took us to both of us. You seen the the new one? live action? Um, yeah, I seen the live action. So I think any story that uh, I think any story that uh, people are in love with. You know, just even if you're not in love with it, deserves a chance to get retold. You know? It's so a dope it's story. Like, it's a dope story, and I don't mind. I don't see it getting told. Uh, I don't see it not getting told more than once. You know, people we've seen it on Broadway. Um, right. You know how many the, the real Romeo and Juliet that inspired the story lived like 700 years ago. So how many different right. times have we told that story of Romeo and Juliet? Yeah, you can only tell you know, it so many different it, ways. And shit. But you know, but people find a way of telling that story. Yeah. So I think like you know that's what they're there for. You know, right. we're not going to get tired of the Native American and the Indian story. I mean, and then the Buffalo story. Like it's right. just like that. That that that's the story that represents that. So it's just like. Um, you know, for me, you know, the the new Lion Kings and remakes, and you know, um, I'm I'm cool with it. 
as you know. I liked it. I, th- I mean, it was the exact same movie as the first. Just looked dope and it looked different. But it's, it's 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 also the. But I fuck it, with the first movie. So I, yeah. I, I also fuck with people coming up with new ideas. You know, when you see yeah. year like a whole year full of sequels, and that's like that means a year before everybody was thinking the same shit. Mm-hmm. You know, um, which I don't think Netflix is gonna hurt at all because Netflix is pushing new stories or creating their own stories. I watched Irishman last night. Finally. Oh, I haven't touched it yet. Let's I got, talk I gotta, about gotta, that. Gotta, it took me two days, but I, I yeah. purposely. I haven't watched it yet. I watched like ten minutes of it, and the story was all right. But fucking Robert De Niro, like the the CGI making him look young is fucking weird. It is weird, it's but it looks weird. mad real though. It's like crazy. What? His eyes? He looks like a fucking alien. Nah, you bro. gotta watch the movie. And man. then that scene where he's kicking the guy. So that it's scene so horrible was, was noticeable to it's me. So horrible. But other than that one scene, I didn't really have no problems. Oh, you're with killing it. me, man. I'm telling you, bro. I'm Yo, the story, the story, super I heard dope. the story's fire. Yeah. Dog, it's, it's I'm, Scorsese, I'm, it's crazy. I'm, 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 I'm like him in the sense that, like, for, for, even from a horror background, that I think about the aesthetics like that. Mm-hmm. Like, I think about the world you created for me and what you want me to believe. Mm-hmm. And then you got somebody who I know for sure is half Mario and half Robert De Niro. Like, that would upset me as a mm-hmm. viewer. And I'm telling audience. you, wait it's till you see It's distracting to me. Mm-hmm. And, and, and the thing is, even being a creative person, um... Uh, I, I can separate myself and be in the audience and really sit in the seat yeah. and, and enjoy the story. But something like that would, would, would bother so, me. I, I, exactly. That's exactly how I felt watching it. And I was so I was zoned into the story. I haven't seen it yet. And then I'm that one pot it. came on. It's just a pot where he, he, he kicks a dude, but he's moving like a 70-year-old kicking a dude. Yeah, yeah don't give me too much. Don't give me too no, much. No, no, that's it. That's it. There's a, lot of kick, there's a lot of kicking dudes and shit. It's a fucking... Yeah, it's I know. Some I shit, of but, um, but I, I thought that shit was really dope. Don't go after your fucking bullshit, weird old friends on your Facebook uh, tat, you know, comments and shit. Just fucking watch shit. It's a fucking amazing movie. Yeah, I'm gonna watch it. I'll uh, watch it this week. Simpsons is coming to an end, says, says the show's composer. Uh, Dante, were you a big Simpsons guy? Um, yeah, says the show's composer. So that I mean, Composer, too. As that's a composer, true. so who knows, you know. One of the best I gotta believe it, because that's... Animated show you you never time. hear, like, Simpsons are ending rumors. That's the, I never hear that. Yeah. You just hear, assume they're always um, gonna come back. I think they've talked about it before. If they've talked about it, it's now... Uh, it's more. It's easier to spread the story faster, and negativity right. has never been more popular. Oh, boy, you know, so you it's just like, you know, it's a bigger stage from being able to spread a story like that. You know, it comes from the composer. Just a couple of years ago, we didn't have Skinner neither. Like, we didn't have the voice that who right. had like fifty characters, and exactly. he came back yeah. a couple of weeks later. Yeah, you yeah. Know? So it's just like, you know, they, that's a family. Those are family issues. That that, yeah. that to me is like, yeah. if if there's like little stories like that that's not coming from the creator and the person who quarterbacks the show, yeah. then there's family issues going on potentially. Potentially, that you know something like that would go out. When I read the article, when I read it at all, um, it just wasn't strong enough for me to for me to feel like it's true. Let's um, say it's true. Did they wait too long? No, because they're they're a they're a piece of they're an artwork that transforms with time. So they apply their artwork to any. Any context, They've always been they can come back yeah. to life in ten years and totally be relevant. If we can still have the voices, but thing yeah, is, yeah. The voice acting has become such an amazing uh, weapon that you can have a diehard fan give you Bart Simpson right now, who's exactly. just a fan. Exactly you the know same. What I'm right? So it's just like as long as I mean I, those voices are 
are are ones. I mean, I don't know what the rights are to being able to do those voices again. It's all the same um, original people doing them shits right now. Do we know that? Mo- most I of them, yeah. I interviewed. Uh, we interviewed Lisa, Nancy right? Cartwright. No, she does Bart. Bart. Oh, Bart. But yeah, wow. that's right. That's right. Yeah, that's badass. People, yeah, yeah that's a dope cool. interview. That's that's, that's yeah. badass. Yeah, she was super cool. That's legendary. Yeah. Like who, being, who's the creator of that? Matt Groening. Yeah, Matt Groening. Yeah. I fell off. I mean, let's be honest. Most people I raised, they kind of fell off for like the earlier seasons. Like the fact that they're still popping right now, they must have. Uh, ratings enough to keep the show well, on. Oh, for sure. As a for fan, sure. you you have different relationships with the product, right? right? So as a fan, you have two different audiences, right? One is the everyday audience, that audience who watches it every week, and who's there, who who actually there's a person who only can watch it on Tuesdays at this time, who might not yeah. be a fan. So it's like they have the audience, the live audience they have to handle, and then they have the fans who need to go back to that catalog and watch it again. Yep. Um, that's why they didn't put out DVDs the way they put them out. You know, they they, they were strategic about selling out um, so that they could sell out. You know, they, they were really smart with how they've ma- maintained and uh, protected the story, like a Disney format with, you know, controlling the number of copies that you had access to that story. Because, you know, I, I can imagine that's how it was, but there was like one book that mm-hmm. that was that was in all the lands, and you had to get to that one book. Yeah. It's crazy, right? You know yeah. what I'm saying? So it's just like when you think about a story being protected like that, I'm like, just because that could sell 10 million records doesn't mean we're gonna we're gonna make ten million. We're gonna mm-hmm. make five hundred thousand and let people go crazy for ten years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then when I drop ten million, I'm gonna sell out instantly. You yeah. know what I mean? So that format is crazy. Shout out to your screensaver, um, Sasha Banks. I just noticed. Yeah. Oh yeah, Sasha Banks and my daughter. Oh, see, Sasha you, Banks and my daughter. I was gonna say, so you know Sasha Banks, obviously. No, not no, I don't. I mean, so she's familiar to the area. She, her name is Mercedes, and so Sasha Banks is is somebody who's important to the area because. She came up, um, uh, did she start wrestling out here? Yeah, so she started wrestling out here. She made a name for herself in the area. Like, you know, so a lot of people here have really close relationships to her. What, and um, now she's like big time? Sasha Banks, yeah, from, yeah. Really? from WWE. Yeah, yeah, she has a lot of historic matches for WWE. You know, she was no a women's champion, but she has a lot of first matches. And, uh, and she's captivating, man. So she was able, and my daughter was obsessed with Sasha Banks. My so, daughter loves her right now. So I brought her to see Sasha Banks at a New York Comic Con. So I only went to New York. It was the first time with me and her going to New York. Yeah. Um, I, I would have loved to have taken her on the Fong Wai, but we don't have that like that no, no more. No, so no more Fong Wai for yeah. 15. So I would love to, you know, taking her like the old route and just yeah. be like, oh, we're going to New York. But I'm just going to drive, leave the car in the Bronx, take the train down to mm-hmm. Manhattan and then, fuck, you know, fuck up the Comic Con and then go back to the Bronx and I, I leave my car in the Bronx. I don't fucking, with my, I don't park in Manhattan ever. Oh, Fuck I will add two hours yeah. to everything. So I leave my car on the top of the Bronx. And I love Manhattan to death, but I'm just not leaving my car there. Yeah. Um, Shout out Dante Luna, though, for taking his daughter right to see Sasha, Sasha Banks. Banks. I, take, I take my daughter to Walmart to buy her a Sasha <laughs> Banks thing, and we go back to the crib and Dante play with Dante takes her to meet <laughs> yeah, nah, Sasha. She, she, that's the only... The only time she watched wrestling with me was when it was a, when it was a woman women wrestling. That's how I that's how I sucked my daughter in. Yeah. I'm like, gee, she loves the girls, so I'm like, that's that's yeah, what it her is. Her name is Isabella, so she's dying to meet the Bella twins. So I, you know, I'm waiting for them to start working again. They do they do meet and greets every now and then, so yep. there'll be an opportunity for that at some point. Snup, was there any other stuff? Any anything else? I have a bunch of stuff was, happened. I, I know, Jules. I know we're, we're we're right about where we're at. But are you gonna be? Is it gonna be too crazy if I ask Dante Luna for a shot story? You know my opinion on the shot stories. This hates when I, I do this shit. What's a shark story? A shark story? Shart. S H A R T. S H R T. A shark. I need story. your best personal shark story. So it's a shark story. Went to see. You went to fight, man. Bo knows. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out Bo in the you building. Had, you had went to fight, but it was more than a fight. It was a shot. 
um, I was I was in the sitting in the, oh, no. I was sitting in the carney. Oh no, I knew Dante would get. I was sitting in the carney, right? I was sitting in the carney. They had me in the waiting room. It was like forty five minutes in, um, and I, and there was this dude that came in and he was like, "I'm fucking dying. I fucking really hurts." And the ladies like, the ladies just like one minute, sir. She's taking her sweet ass time. The guy goes, "Oh, I'm fucking dying. It fucking I can't feel ah." And then the ladies just like, "Sir." Give me a moment. He's just like, it's the worst pain ever. I'm fucking dying what right now. F- I'm sitting there. I'm laughing so hard that I farted and <laughs> shitted on myself. Because oh my this guy is fucking oh dying. Yeah. This guy is fucking dying <laughs> at the counter. And the lady is does not fucking move a muscle. Like she could care less. She's, She's like less. all composed lady, and shit. it's the worst pain ever. I'm fucking dying. And that shit that was funny. Literally, that voice needs to be like a fucking... Uh, <laughs> A cartoon Yo that was Boston though That's Boston It was funny to the point Where you shouted Right in the fucking shit on myself (laughs) Anybody go Black Friday shopping? Nah, dog, it's a little it? thing called Cyber Month, Cyber, Cyber Monday. fucking December. Yeah. Oh, yeah, nowadays, nah, I do, I do uh, print orders on Black Fridays because you can get Super crazy videos. orders. Like orders that should cost me five hundred dollars will cost me a hundred dollars. That on is Black really yeah. print orders. Like yeah, just just print you know, like business cards and uh, um, envelopes, special envelopes, like little little stuff. You know, I, did, I do my calendar. I do. I do. I design my own calendar every year. That's pretty cool. And yeah, I, that's cool. Know. What do you use? Pictures or like? I use my own photos yeah. for my trips. That's dope. Yeah, yeah that's super. Dope. But that's like the future of what I want to package later. So, but for now, I I use um, photos that like that. Well, this year's calendar was just different beaches I went to in different countries. You know. Oh, that's um, cool. So I I want to I want to I, I wanna explore more. Um, What's everybody, the next? Go. Everybody have a good Thanksgiving. Yeah, that's right. Thanksgiving. I happened. worked. I worked from three to seven, so I didn't really do shit. Um, this but is I was, the shit but I was with, on uh, air, so that was still kind of. This is cool. the shit with Thanksgiving, right? For me, anyway, and it's the same with Christmas. Like, I got like fucking like three families essentially. So I'm wiped <laughs> yeah, up now yeah, too. Yeah, so right, yeah, yeah. and but my family is there's two of them because you know how that yeah, goes, yeah. right? Step side, yeah, the other side, yeah. the regular side, and now I have a wifey side. So like, it's all about fucking where the fuck am I going, right? And could, so not fucking. I'm done with the going three, four different places in one day shit. I said that for this Christmas. I'm like, we're picking one family and we're just, we're chilling there and we're getting drunk and we're not drunk driving to the next spot. Like, yeah, we're chilling. Yeah. That's my mostly shit with Thanksgiving and Christmas is trying to navigate through all the fucking families that I have now. Yeah, yeah. You deal with that shit or you just post up with your daughter? How's it work? Yeah, man. So I guess with my daughter, we always try to figure out... Um, yeah, I guess we have a, I have a good work relationship with her mother. So that's a beautiful thing. It's like we were trying to figure out uh, who could give her the, the best holiday experience. Because like if I'm if I'm overworked, if I'm worked, mm-hmm. I know I'm not. Even if I take a time out, if I break, I, I, won't, I won't be able to give her my all, and that sucks to me. Um, when I'm in, like overwhelmed like that, um, and then you know her, her mom would give her an experience. But mm-hmm. um, I understand what you what you mean. I have a big family, huge family, so it's always like you can't be everywhere. Yeah, my cousin was just like she mentioned, like oh I wasn't invited, and my sister was just like yo I'm never invited, and I still <laughs> go every year. So it's just like you know we, we have a big family. My grandfather had 21 brothers and sisters, so oh, it's just way five. Yeah. Uh, Mine had 13 and, 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 I thought that was crazy 21 hey, Puerto Rico. Dominican side My father had 14 Brothers and sisters So wow. it's like I, I grew up in a big family Which makes it easier For me to Yeah the Puerto just, Rican side Does not fuck around Speaking yeah, of uh, Holidays in Puerto Ricans Man I was sipping on Some coquito last night uh-huh. oh, <laughs> They starting banging That shit already Oh yeah Oh man Yeah your boy was Yeah no, that shit Put me to sleep And so it tastes so good That I was 
just like fucking. I drank. And the shit dangerous part about it is that if when it's made well, it doesn't hit you right away. Yeah. So you think like, mm. damn, this is a sweet ass. Yeah. It almost tastes like tanning oil. It smells like tanning oil. <laughs> oh, tasted like but dessert. You just, <laughs> but you're just sitting at it and you're just sipping at it. It's like cinnamon eggnog type. Yeah. And it just. Oh, Fifteen so minutes later, you just you hear salsa and your legs starts moving. I, well, ha, ha, that's great. Uncontrollably yeah. moving. I woke up this morning in full, fully dressed. I had just some passed out. So on that's the couch. how you got bent last night from coquito, and then and well, then you wake up and I was drinking beer too. Okay, you know, I was out. Because this don't be getting it in like that no more. So I feel like I'm actually saying that every week. Now, I know. Are you back I know. I think I, it in I, I have been drinking a little bit. Uh, more. I always preface it every week. I'm like, nah, nah but Stiz don't really drink like that. And I realize it's yeah, like three yeah, weeks yeah, in a row. Yeah, I'm like, yo, yeah, Stiz, yeah. I have to like wake, like text him, like, yo, we got a show today. Yeah, Dante I was, Luna. I was, I was, He's like, I'm oh, definitely man, playing I almost, injured. Um, almost was gonna bang out today. Yeah, like, no, you're not. Well, we got a show in the fucking wrestling ring. I was fucking hungover this morning for sure. Can you briefly shout out where we are right now? We're at the Bell Time Club Training Center. Bell Time Club Training Center. Yeah, Wakefield. Thank you to Bo for letting us come record here. And so this is the future. This is the future for me. For me, I mean, being able to put everything I've learned business wise and what I'm learning uh, what I've learned art wise um, to be able to add fuel to something that I believe in like creatively I feel um, you know this is like the future for me you know so it's important for me to have this interview here because um, I'm going to spend a lot more time doing wrestling shows and definitely in the inner city so there's a lot of stuff city work that I'm doing in Boston um, where, where I'm trying to uh, bring more wrestling shows to the inner city uh, and my more shows period yeah. but wrestling is gonna be my crown jewel like I would love to do a poetry show I would love to do a hip hop show <laughs> um, you know I would love to do it I can't die before doing a, without doing an improv comedy show mm. like a, like people just taking shit from the audience and just doing sketch comedy that's my uh, favorite kind of show. Like yeah, people will be like, "Yo, these are five characters. Give me five occupations." Boom, yeah, boom, yeah, boom, yeah. boom. I and they, they act out. But you Bill Burr freestyles a lot. He freestyled. He was body and stiz the other week. That shit is dangerous. What do you say? You look like Bill Burr. So I, I was backstage at Comics Come Home, and uh, Bill Burr comes out, and I'm like, "Hey, Bill, can I grab an interview with you real quick?" And he looks at me, and he's like. You ain't in the fucking media, kid. Stop it. <laughs> right? And I had like a scully on like this, and I had like this blue jacket, and he's like, you look like a fucking longshoreman from East Boston that just snuck in the back door. He's like, you ain't Get in the, the media. You ain't the fucking longshoreman. Right? So I'm like laughing, whatever. And now keep in mind, bro, there's Channel 5 next to me and Nesson, and they got the cameras and the with fucking- Stiz, looking like Stiz. With the, with the mic flags and shit, right? So, so finally he goes, all right, go ahead. Let's go ahead. Do a quick interview. I take out my iPhone and I looking as professional as ever. And he's like, "Did you just take out a fucking iPhone?" He goes, "Get the you ain't in the fucking media, kid." And then at the end of it, so then I interview him, and at the end, I go, "Yo, Bill, can I grab a picture with you real quick?" He goes, "What the fuck kind of media person asks for a picture at the end of a fucking interview?" He goes, "You're a fucking fan that snuck in." I I love the freestyle shit with the comedy. That's a nightmare. But then the kid next to me, so I'm not gonna lie, I was kind of like, oh shit. I mean, like, it was bit. cool, but I mean, fuck. I'm like, shit, I'm being roasted. Yeah, I'm body being in roasted. Of, in front of Channel 5 right now. No, so the kid next to me was like, bro, you just got you just got roasted by the fucking king, bro. Exactly. Like, you should consider yourself lucky. That's like, oh. yeah, dope, though. Yeah. You got, at least it was backstage, but and, he did and not it. in the front yeah, row in front of yeah. you know what I'm saying? He did it. He did, he did it to the Nesson girl, too. She was wearing like a dress or something. He's like, what the fuck? 
Rock kind of dresses that, yeah. and apparently that's what he does to media. He just fucking tortures them. Yeah, he's nice with yeah, it. No, yeah. there's a lot of different personalities like that. There's just like, damn. So you don't know what the relationship people have with those stories, and yeah. you're treating them like shit. You don't know that that person's been in love with that story for forever. Yeah, I just appreciate that. I appreciate that art form so much because I told you before. To me, there's, there's nothing more similar to rappers, to MCs, or to battle rappers, especially. Like when you think of the punchlines that then stand up comedy, Hell there's yeah. no closer two art forms in my opinion. Battle rap nowadays is is stand up comedy yeah. when they freestyle. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, when yeah. the comedians freestyle, the, the shit is stand up comedy only with ill rhyme schemes. Yeah, you're That's right. all it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 facts. Now, yeah, yeah, it's I mean. dope comedic punchlines with amazing fucking uh, rhyme schemes throughout. That, that lead up to a punchline. That lead up that, that to, a, to a laugh. So like a Bill Burr type punchline. Yeah. Like Pat State, like next cu- level I mean, it's punchline. Like a, it's like a cultural laugh. So it's just like it's yeah. a laugh that you have to unlock. Yes, yeah. yes. They make you, they, they take you I love the science of battle there. rap. Battle rap is such a dope science. And, and I didn't I didn't really understand the the world as much until I went to Miami. Mm-hmm. So in Miami there was different, it's, it's been different There got to be a cultures. bunch of different leagues out there you know, too. Nah, there's like the South Beach <laughs> crowd that's just like, you know, Know, club music. Oh, like they attack it hop. differently? No, there's just a club hip hop and then there's like the indie hip hop where it's just like, you know, where it's just like, you know, lyrical and right. then you have the battle the, shows. Yeah, it's, it's the all battle yeah, show, that's a whole nother crowd whole than any yeah. kind yeah, of yeah, hip hop yeah, yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. Um, and people go into it like it's like an arena, but it's not, it also taps into like, you know, gladiator shows, people fighting to the death almost like people, I think it's a part of a human experience being able just to see people go at it mm-hmm. but with, with like words. Oh, we love it. Yeah, we love watching. Shout out my man, Chilla Jones. So we're gonna be bringing him yeah. in stuck on stuff yeah, real soon, dude. Yeah, man. All right, man. That was great, yo, Dante. Th- we thank you for fucking finally coming on. I know that was part of us too, but we've been <laughs> trying to get you on for a little bit now. So happy we sat down uh, with you. Uh, and, and I'm gonna be the biggest proponent of trying to get a Dante Luna horror movie out there because that would just be fucking crazy. Man. Yeah, man. And I think I think like everything you've been doing is like leading towards that. And I, I see f- it. I feel like that'd be that would be the first route I go with with horror, oh, either fire. horror or drama. Mm. Definitely gonna be emotional. I, what I love about horror is that it it it, it gets to you where you're the most comfortable. Mm-hmm. You know, like horror movies scare you because they fuck with you. They think about you think about the possibilities of what could be or how it could happen. Real quick, what's your yeah. favorite horror movie? Oh, that's a good one. Um, and then I got one more, real right. quick. Uh, a real quick question, we'll call it. It's gotta be Devil's Rejects for now. Oh yeah, that's that's zombie, great. right? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, yeah. I, yeah, I fell in love with Rob Zombie's filmmaking, but yeah. it's just like it's hard to pick any like. I mean, who had influenced on me the most? You know, like, I mean, you have Freddy Krueger and Chucky and, yeah. and Jason. Those are all characters you found yeah. love. I even love Leprechaun. I can't even look at Leprechaun on screen. I can't look at it on screen for too long because it scares the shit out of me. <laughs> well, I heard Leprechaun um, was always a, a comedy movie to me. Yeah. But, yeah, and it was funny. When I watched it I just now, thought it was like, funny. Jennifer Aniston's first yeah, right, yeah, right, bro. Jennifer Aniston's first role, shit, I believe. I didn't know yeah. Mad yeah, people you, got their stars. You put me on to Kevin that. Bacon was in Friday the 13th first. Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp. You put me on to that shit Bunch of people. Another, uh, you know, when we go, all right, real quick, before we get off, real yeah. quick for me, um, have you ever met CM Punk? Um, no. Because no. I know he's done a Comic Con or two CM before. Punk, uh, for me, was one of my, uh, I put him in my top three. Because um, he's, he's my guy, so I'm like. It was Bret Hart, Seth Rollins, and CM Punk. All right. And were but you surprised Seth when Rollins, CM Punk came to Fox to do this shit? He's not working with WWE yet or um, um, See, I'm biased on that. I listen to, I mean, I listen to as much CM Punk news as possible. Me too, I'm just a huge punk so, guy. So, you know, I know Punk's stance on wrestling, so for me, it's just like if he's doing it, it's because he has full control of the scenario, yeah. and he's going to angle it however he wants to angle it. Yeah, like he's not going to come story. back if it's an automatic 
Triple H buries him or some shit um, in a match or in general. I honestly think, as a person, he's moved on from allowing people to control his is his vision you know um and you know we gotta understand that that's what it was for him you know yeah. that people were just in control of where he wanted to take his future in my opinion though you he's know? not he's not when he's being asked about it and shit he's not like slamming the door shut it seems like the doors are a little open there and we're we're, we're close to um well, fox we're close money, to mania fox season. money is not to be fucked with so it's facts like, and he's not technically with wwe yet but, but they're tweeting fo- his a, name and shit contract it's affiliated that allows wwe exactly. to promote it however they want here's my question that. Yeah. this is my ultimate thing uh num- uh Entry number 30 hits and CM Punk comes out at the Rumble and so we get a WrestleMania of CM Punk this year. Do you think that happens? Not the specifics of him being number 30 and all that shit, but do we get Punk at Mania this year? Nah. Nah. Nah, because we... Because CM we, Punk. Nah, because we got Kofi Kingston and I love Kofi to death. I'm not shitting on Kofi at all. Um, I, I love that run. Um, you know, they, they they give the world what they want for as long as they want it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, but then, you know, people go back to work, you know. Um, so for me, it's just like that, that type of idea only benefits the WWE and we don't think it would benefit Punk in a way that... That's, you don't think that shit benefits fans, me and you, to see Punk back in the ill storyline if he's controlling the shit? I think Punk or? is comfortable with what he's given fans. What he's comfortable with the memories and with the performance. So I, I, I'm firm that he won't. That he won't. That he will. I know he has a relationship with the with the audience in some kind of way if he wants to keep performing for people, you know. Um, I hate your answer, but unfortunately, I probably disagree. Yeah. I probably agree with it. It's yeah. probably we're probably not going to see it. I'm probably not going to see but it. But as a fan, I just want to see the shit. And me, I'm, I'm a romantic too. I don't even give myself something. That I I know it's not going to happen, so right. I don't I don't give I don't I don't, I don't entertain. Well, so if it, it does happen, happen, you're going to flip your I'll shit, flip right? My shit, well, yeah. you'll, you'll be watching Rumble probably. Um, I love only because I it's love my favorite the Royal Rumble. It's my favorite. Yeah, yeah, yeah I love the Royal Rumble. Alright, I mean, I need punk. I need to see a punk, punk back. Well, punk is Big, amazing on biggest the mic pop, too, man. Biggest pop of the last five, ten years if he does come out though. Easily. Um easily. Yeah. Place okay. will flip the shit, especially if they are able to keep it a surprise. But I don't want to keep boring. I'm saying you guys the devil this virgin talk, but the yeah, shit is over. It'd have I promise. to be the right scenario, you know. It'd have to be the right scenario. And, and, and We're halfway there, dog. He's working on Fox. Trust me, yo. Something's yeah. something's so, in the works. Back, see, that's why I don't think because I think Fox is a money situation. For me, that's a money situation. For w, for him, WWE isn't a money situation. Well, Mania would be a money situation for him. Um, yeah, I mean, you know what I'm saying you're talking a mil, two mil just yeah. for a match or whatever. Yeah, so, I mean. But at the same time, you know, he can get a mail to mill being co-signed, doing anything else. You know, that's what I mean? true. Uh, we're gonna run this shit back because because uh, Royal Rumbles, Royal Rumbles <laughs> in January, so oh, we'll, in we'll January? find out sooner or later. Uh, where, Dante, where can people uh, reach out to you, find you, look at your work, all that good stuff? On my tombstone, it's gonna say YouTube Dante Luna. <laughs> <laughs> Absolute fast. That's He's great, been on that bro. shit forever. That is great. That's YouTube dope. Dante that's Luna. YouTube Dante Luna. That's where I want you to find me. If you have something to say, leave it in the comments or find me there. Find there I'll, and go. I'll find you. Try I'm, harder documentary out now uh there's another documentary too um i have a bunch of different ones man um we just go on youtube and check out what i'm doing my wrestling show i'll be dope so just jump on jump online just 
YouTube Bell Time Club or wrestling at Fenway Park and you'll see what we've been working on. That's what's can up, I go man. to the next um, Fenway show? Yeah, absolutely, man. Y'all can set up shop too if y'all want to. Oh, that would be dope. Man. Broadcast that would be dope. live from Fenway. Yeah, we love doing that shit. Yeah, yeah. now we'll find a good spot for y'all. Y'all can do your own commentary. We have the wrestlers come show. and sit like yeah. for a couple minutes at a time and we try to get everyone. I'll set you up with a producer who'll feed you whoever you need. Dope. Sounds there dope. We go. All right, man. Stuck on stuff mm. episode. What episode was this? Where we got 55. 55. That's what's up. 55. Only 55. In and nominated for a Boston Music That's Award. it, brother. We out here. Um, yeah. Wait, the next time they see us, this we we might know if we, we won or not, yeah, right? We, yeah, I believe. Depending so. on when the app shopping, yeah, this yeah, shit. yeah. All right. I believe so. The, 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 the nomination is still a heavy uh, nomination. Heavy is dope. That's dope. Yeah. Thank you, man. We'll take thank it. you. We appreciate. It. Yeah, we'll take anything we can get at this point. Fuck it. Fuck it. Reach out to us at Stuck on Stuff uh, on Twitter at Stuck on Stuff Podcast on Instagram. If you want us to host your event or show or anything like that, hit the uh, email. What's that? Uh, stuck, on stuff? stuck on stuff. Oh, stuck on stuff podcast okay. at gmail.com. Uh, Superstar Snuck will come to your grandmother's house and ask her for a short story. <laughs> Just hit him up. Uh, I am at Stiz Grimy on everything. And he's Superstar Snuck yeah, yeah, on yeah, everything. Hold on, yo, Jules is talking to me during my sh- Yo, Stiz, what are you? I'm at Stiz Grimy on everything. At Superstar Snuck on everything. Daddy wasn't there. Peace.